Welcome back to the Roots and Wings podcast for Hoover City Schools. We're glad that you're back with us this month. This is our seventh podcast in this series, and we're so glad to be able to share tips and resources with you. This will be the last of our series for this school year. My name is Brian Rogers. I'm a licensed professional counselor with Hoover City Schools. And I'm Candace Van Wonderham, the Mental Health and Student Services Specialist for Hoover City Schools. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and May 2nd through the 8th was Children's Mental Health Awareness Week. We've been posting information on our Hoover City Schools social media, but as we move into the summer, we wanted to share some helpful tips and information. One fact that I don't think most people are aware of is that one in six youths aged 6 to 17 experience a mental health condition each year. So as parents, how do we recognize when our child needs help? And, and then what do we do? Uh, with us today is also Casey Kane, who is our licensed social worker at Spain Park High School, and also Ashley Fuqua, who is our licensed social worker at Hoover High School. Welcome and help, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Good morning. Well, I know it is a busy time of year, so thanks for taking time out of your schedules to come and be a part of this. Uh, mental health is an important topic. All the And I kind of see Mental Health Awareness Month as a culmination of all the topics we've had over this series, uh, starting from uh, you know, substance abuse to anxiety and stress to healthy relate all of it ties into this. So it's good that we have a month where we can focus on that and really, you know, reduce some of the stigma. I was on a podcast recently where um, we're discussing stigma and, and how that still is a part of it. Um, how do you guys see mental health, especially, you know, this year we've got the layer of COVID on top of it too, so it's really been a highlight. Um, how have you seen mental health issues kind of coming about or manifesting themselves or have, has, it, has it been more in the forefront of people's minds do you think? I definitely think it's been more in the forefront this year especially um, people recognizing the social isolation that's happened. Um, there's been just more um, increase in different schedules that has brought on different issues and so I definitely think people are recognizing it and trying to be a little bit more aware and reaching out for support and help which is good. Now, when you say schedules, do you mean like like the individual schedule? Like, because one of the things I thought about when we were talking about thinking about mental health is how important sleep is and, and being on a, a schedule. Um, I think for any students, when when there's there's over scheduling, but when there's a structure to their life and they know we get up at this time and we go to bed at this time and 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 sleep is an important part of that. We actually talked about that on an, another podcast that when we got into COVID way back when. You could see kids posting assignments at two in the morning and three in the morning, and that's when mm -hmm. you know everything kind of got a little crazy. Ashley, what, have you seen a lot of issues with sleep schedules with high school students, especially at Hoover High? Yes, uh, many of the students who have been at home in one form or fashion have struggled with sleep, and mainly it's that structure and schedule and not having a time that they wake up and not receiving what people don't realize is the average 10 hours that these teenagers need. Uh, they're in their second largest brain growth development in their life and we often dismiss that as some teenage angst but in reality they need a schedule and structure. They miss you know going from class to class to class and having that teacher in front of them saying hey let's do this assignment, hey let's do this next. So. I've always encouraged the kids to set that similar setup on. So do one class for 45 minutes, take a five to 10 minute break. So go outside and let the dog use the restroom, go get a drink, use the restroom yourself. Uh, come back in and tackle another class. 
uh, and spice it up is always what I tell the kids. And that's a challenge for summer because summer you get way off and yes. and you know all of these big structures just it's like we're always restarting in August anyway but mm-hmm. especially if you're struggling with mental health though if you've got anxiety you've got stress if you've got uh, really any underlying issues uh, that sleep is so important Mr. Singer and I when we do intakes here at Crossroads we stress that sleep so so much because it's that time your brain kind of refreshes itself and, and rebuilds and re and they have, to get to, they have to get to that REM stage of sleep. And many teenagers are not able to get that because they're staying up late or waking up in the middle of the night. You know, their phones are there. They have access to everything. And so they are constantly going to text or watch a TV show or a movie just on their phone. They don't have to have the computer or a TV in their room. So knowing that summer is upon us and we're going to have even less schedule and less structure, and like Brian said, it is more difficult for our kids who have mental health issues and some underlying um, issues that may not have been identified yet. What can parents do over the summer? How do they recognize when their, co- when their child needs help? Um, what are some things that we can offer to guide them um, over the summer? I think it's really important to help them set that structure and boundaries for themselves because they are going to have a little bit more structured time over the summer. Um, There's going to be times where you're going to have vacations and there's going to be different things going on, but on those day-to-day times, if they can have that set expectations, um, okay, what does your day look like? We're going to make sure that you're going to be up by nine each day. get up and going, maybe start off with um, a good snack or a good breakfast in the morning to start your day off strong, and then what are your activities? Make sure that they're getting some physical activities during the day because that will help curb um, mental health um, concerns that might creep up there because physical health is definitely connected to mental health as well. Um, So eating right, sleeping right, getting some physical activity, getting out and um, the fresh air is great their bodies and their minds um, to get some some refreshment there um, just helping them structure that because if they're set to their own devices most of the time they're going to go to their devices and um, stay on their phones or a lot um, more because you don't have eight hours that you're in school absolutely yeah. absolutely so getting off that screen time you know some is fine but <laughs> making sure that they've still got those boundaries set over the yeah. summer will be good for their mental health and physical health well, I like that you tied in the physical and mental tie-in because it, it is there. You know, you get outside. We've talked about getting in nature uh, and just getting out. Uh, there's also something to that. Um, I, I'd heard a podcast on walking and hiking and something about the bipedal nature of your left and right moving in sync with one another. And it's almost like EMDR or some of those strategies that people use to, to minimize stress and deal with trauma. Um, going back to the breakfast and, and eating well, um, it is good to point out too that Hoover City Schools is going to have the um, meals provided again throughout the summer and those resources are available. If you have questions about that, your counselors will be sending stuff out or you can ask them. And I would say another good piece to this is if your kid mentions, hey, I'm stressed or I'm feeling alone, I feel they often like to use the word depressed. I think it's important that we pay attention and we hear them out. Uh, and ask what's going on, what do you think's leading this, uh, and reach out to a professional, whether that's the pediatrician or another counselor. I think that that's important for you to open, to be open with those conversations with your teenager. Uh, sometimes they can feel dismissed when we're just like, there's nothing to be stressed about. Uh, 
Say you're breathe. a teenager. You don't have stress. Yeah. You don't know stress. Yeah. Or, or it's summertime. You should yeah. be having fun. Yeah. Yes. And so then, how do parents do that? Because mental health can be so frightening for parents, even though it's just important as their physical health. Uh-huh. How do they reach out? What if What if they don't have a therapist already? What if they don't? What if they feel like the issue is beyond their pediatrician? Um, what might be some resources that we could provide to our parents if something happens over the summer? I definitely think, like Ashley said, the pediatrician is a good place yeah. to start um, because they can sometimes get you to that referral that you need or point you in the right direction. But also um, the PIRC, the Psychiatric Intake Response Center, is out of Children's Hospital, and it's a great resource. So they have um, a hotline that you can call, and they've just got a network of resources so you can kind of share what your insurance is, where mm-hmm. um, where you live, what the issues are with that your teen or uh, child might be experiencing and then they have a list of resources that they can provide based on your specific information um, so that's a great resource to use and that's open I think they're open 8 to 11 each day um, for calling in and we'll share that in the episode notes as well so you can check that out and I think it's important because I think a lot of times when parents see that kind of resource they think it's only for counselors or only for therapists but Perk wants to hear from anybody from parents from counselors they just want to help they want to be able to connect you with the services you need so I'm glad that you brought that up okay so that's a great resource and I know that parents when it comes to mental health it almost seems like there's nothing that they can do you know it's not that boo-boo that their two-year-old has and they can kiss it and make it better it is that unknown confusion because especially if the parent has not ever dealt with any form of mental health it's very foreign so I would say reach out to Perk and ask them any question under the moon it's not just if your kid is in crisis ask them and, and help yourself become educated over the summer that way your counselors are here during the school year but Perk is more than happy to assist you through that process because it is scary in the unknown for I anybody. That, I think that's the challenge is you can't see it. Yeah. You know, you can see a you can see a cut. You can see a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had the experience of having a you know a child with a, a broken fracture on, yeah. on a limb, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, it's fine. You're just growing, and then later on we find out it was broken. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. mental health is kind of similar. Yeah. Sometimes we like let's just nurture them on through, and then yeah. you find out oh, maybe it's a little something more. So and, and it's okay that it's out. You feel it's out of your hands. I know it's really uncomfortable because you want to be able to fix and solve all their problems because you're their parent or their guardian. Mm. So don't be afraid to lean on somebody. They're not there to judge. They are really there, as uh, Candace said, to help that help you, help your student, everybody. And since we we really talked about Perk, and we will put more information in our episode notes, let me go ahead and give you that telephone number while you're listening. Um, It is based out of Children's Hospital, and that telephone number is area code 205-638-7472. And there's no charge for a phone call. Yeah, it's it's great information, and and they're licensed folks that that know of the um, all the different resources in our community. Another good one is is United Way has a number called 211 uh, for really any social services, but especially for counseling. Uh, 211 is a local resource number, and they know of all the nonprofit agencies that provide services in our area. Um, and you just share a little bit about what's going on, and they connect you with um, any of the partner agencies in our area. So that's a good one. And I think the biggest thing is, is you're not alone. As mm-hmm. a parent, as a child that's experiencing this, there are others out there who 
uh, would really like your support and your guidance just as much as you would like theirs as well. Absolutely. Well, I think one thing too that's important is that you know it's important that we do provide that guidance and resource because if not, our adolescents especially are going to be googling and looking up things, and a lot of the resource out there isn't exactly valid, isn't exactly the most <laughs> clinically supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if it's it's peer groups and, and uh, things like that. There's a lot of negativity out there. It's better to get it from someone that you trust, mm-hmm. can actually have face-to-face conversations with, and that are experts in those fields. So that's good to point out as well. Just because you're not having the conversation doesn't mean they're not getting it from someone else and, and mm-hmm. might not be valid. That's a very good point. I, that is. And I think as connected as they are on social media, there is a lot of information that's out there that... Um, we'd rather have them have the right information mm, yes. um, than seeing the things on social media. So I think that's another important point, too, is just monitoring what they're doing over the summer on social media still because even if they're not physically with their friends, they're staying connected that way, and sometimes there's a lot of negativity, like you said, that goes on there. Um, so helping them set those boundaries with their technology and making sure that what they're seeing and reading is positive um, and what they're sharing is positive, too. Um, because that can be a way that um, some issues creep into their lives without us even knowing it. Absolutely. I think also just maintaining that open relationship where they feel like they can trust coming to you with things. Mm-hmm. You know, that you don't overreact, that you're just appropriately, appropriately listening to what they're saying and have going on. Um, you're not going to have all the answers. None of us do, but you can seek out those resources that are available for them. But the relationship's important, um, not just when they're in crisis, but all the time. And I'll say this. I know a lot of parents work. They work odd hours. They miss seeing their kid because their kid is asleep or has an activity, and so they don't always get that face-to-face time. So I really think it's great to establish another trusted adult in their life that the parent can communicate with as well, whether that is an aunt or an uncle. Uh, if you can't you know, see your kid every day or even every other day because work you got to pay the bills yeah mm-hmm. along those lines a lot of people don't uh, know of the benefit but employee assistance programs are a benefit a lot of employers have that you hear about when you first start uh, but they offer free counseling services for the entire family it's worth um, looking into that if you're currently employed a lot of employers offer that as a great benefit for uh, their employees and and provide uh, credentialed people that um, backgrounds have been checked into and they know they're quality folks and ask your ask your human resources mm-hmm. person if you if, if that's available to you because it is a valuable resource and it too is free mm-hmm. so yeah free is always good <laughs> free is always good guys we have really shared a, hopefully a lot of good helpful information um and i hope this has been helpful to you uh, we appreciate uh Ashley Fuquay and Casey Kane joining us today. And of course, if you ever have any calls, um, any questions, concerns, you can always reach out to us. Um, and remember, like Ashley said, you are not alone in this. Yeah, that's important. Thank you for joining us during this entire series. This is something new we offered this school year and hope it's been a great resource for you. If you have any other um, comments that you think would be helpful or topics you'd like to see addressed in future versions of this podcast, just reach out to Candice or myself and we'll have our emails in the episode notes as well. Hope everyone has a great summer and uses this as a time to refresh and recharge before coming back in the fall. Thanks for being with us.